السلام عليكم ورحمة الله تعالى وبركاته كيف أصبحتم أصبحنا وأصبح الملك لله والحمد لله لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له له الملك وله الحمد وهو على كل شيء قدير رب أسألك خير ما في هذا النهار وخير ما بعده رب أعوذ بك من شر ما في هذا النهار ومن شر ما بعده رب أعوذ بك من الكسل وسوء الكبر رب أعوذ بك من عذاب في النار ومن عذاب في القبر بسم الله الواحد الأحد الصمد الذي لم يلد ولم يولد ولم يكن له كفوا أحد والحمد لله حمدا أبدا صرمدا حمدا يليق بجماله وجلاله وكماله في جماله وجلاله حمدا يليق بجزيل عطائه ونعمائه والصلاة والسلام على أشرف وأكرم وأنبل وأطهر وأقدس أنبيائه سيدنا مولانا محمد الصادق الأمين الرسول المبين المبعوث رحمة للعالمين وعلى آله الطيبين الطاهرين وأصحابه الغر الصالحين الميامين والتابعين لهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين اللهم اجعلنا منهم آمين In addition to that may we be grateful always to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala first of all for who he is second for what he gives subhanahu wa ta'ala may we be grateful alhamdulillah for this as many of you already know opportunity of being here for example in this wonderful historic islamic jewel of architecture of the great Sinan in which we have been privileged to be to learn and to share and to practice may we be grateful always to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to those who by the grace of Allah Azza wa Jal, have been so uh, gracious to make that available to us may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless them and guard them and continue to lend them support and strength to do and to uh, behave, to do that which is right and to behave in ways that are right, that are for the well-being of the peoples of this land and anywhere else as well, inshallah ta'ala. May we be always grateful for this ni'mah of Allah Azza wa for Allah Azza wa does not cease to give. He always gives. Oftentimes, he gives us so much that we get used to it and we don't realize how much we are given. When one gets used to something, one begins to forget the value of it and to take it for granted until it is taken away from him. May we be of those who never forget the ni'am of Allah Azza wa Jal, the favors of Allah Azza wa Jal, so that 
they are never taken from us. وَلَئِنْ شَكَرْتُمْ لَأَزِيدَنَّكُمْ وَلَئِنْ كَفَرْتُمْ إِنَّ عَذَابِي لَشَدِيدٌ And that's what Allah tells us. If and when we are grateful, rest assured, your favors will be multiplied. Your favors will be preserved and multiplied. But if you do not, وَلَئِنْ كَفَرْتُمْ يَعْنِ كُفْرَانُ النِّعْمَةِ This kafartum meaning one who denies and forgets and um, um, does not pay attention and does not give due gratitude to what he or she enjoys of different bounties, material, physical, emotional, spiritual also, and so on and so on, social. If one does not, then Allah has promised for those who do not return and come back, it will be taken away from him, from them. They will be also punished for the lack of gratitude. May we always be grateful. What we enjoy here reminds us of the so many subtle and hidden favors that we don't pay attention to. Most of us, if we do pay attention, we pay attention to the external um, elements of favors and of enjoyments. If we do pay attention to those, and we're grateful for those, hopefully. But it is not as obvious to be grateful to subtle favors, to spiritual favors, to moral favors, to intellectual favors, to psychological favors, such as, for example, the concept of security, the concept of being insecure and being at peace and not being harassed. That ni'mah most of us don't pay attention to. The ni'mah of having beautiful, good friends and brothers and sisters who care and who share in the path to Allah with you to lend you support and strength. That ni'mah, that favor, that grace, that bounty, oftentimes we are not as careful about it and as um, mindful about it and therefore as thankful for it. May we be always grateful, my dear brothers and sisters. Welcome to all of you again. Welcome to those who were here before and welcome to those who, for whom this is your first year. Uh, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make your stay and our stay here one that is indeed blessed in the context of being grateful to him, Azzawajal. May your stay <clears throat> and all our stay, inshallah ta'ala, and our fellowship here together, may that be one that is very fruitful in the way he loves, subhanahu ta'ala, and in the way we need to have, not necessarily in the way we want to have. For Allah Azzawajal would rather have him give us what we need rather than give us what we want because sometimes what we want is very detrimental to us but we insist on wanting something ultimately is detrimental for us most of you here are adults and parents and I'm sure you have already gone through an experience in which in which you wanted something so bad and you insisted and insisted and insisted and it was given to you and then when it was given to you after a while you wished you never 
wanted it. You wished, you listened to those who said, don't. It is not about what we want, it is about what we need. May he subhanahu wa ta'ala give us what we need, not what we want. And if what we want is consistent with what we really need, alhamdulillah. But sometimes what we want is not what we need. May we be of those who, inshallah ta'ala, seek from Allah Azza wa what we really need and what we really need is actually what, what he really wants for us. <clears throat> In this fellowship, inshallah ta'ala, the essence of it is, let me say, or today, the essence of it, inshallah, ya Rabbi, is sadq. A sadq. Truthfulness, honesty, sincerity. Sadq. Says Allah Azza wa Jal, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu attaqullaha wa koonu ma'as-sadiqeen. O oh, you who have attained faith, ittaqullah, be Allah conscious. Ittaqullah, have that consciousness, awareness inside of you about Allah Inside, be aware, be conscious, ittaqi. We will not shield ourselves against something harmful if we do not know where it is and what it is, and how harmful it is, isn't it? If we're not aware of it, we cannot shield ourselves from its potential injury or harm. Ittaqullah, taqwa therefore requires that we are aware of Allah Azzawajal, aware of his majesty and of his beauty, subhanahu wa ta'ala. What he can give, and he does, and what he can withhold, and he does. How he can reward, and how he can punish. What it is indeed to be close to him, and to feel close to him, and what it is to feel distant from him. If we are aware of that, then we shield ourselves from the consequences of what we know about him, subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ittaqullah. Therefore, know Allah so that you have taqwa. Know Allah so that you shield yourself from being distant from him, Azzawajal. You shield yourself from that which leads me to be distant from him, Azzawajal. And if I'm distant from the source of life, what would the quality of my life be? If I'm distant from the source of water and I'm a thirsty person in the desert, I will die if I remain distant from the source of water. And if I'm closer to it, then I will drink when I need and I will scoop from it to give to others as well. Ittaqullah. Number two, wa kunu ma'as-sadiqeen. 
He didn't say subhanahu wa ta'ala be sadiqun, of course, and we need to be sadiqun because that is definitely uh, sanctioned and mentioned in many other texts in the Quran and uh, in the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa But here he said, be with. He did not say, be a truthful one. Be with in the company of ma'a as-sadiqeen. Wa kunu ma'a as-sadiqeen. Kunu ma'a as-sadiqeen. We want to be in fellowship, in companionship, in friendship with those who are truthful, sadiqoon. Sadiqun, most importantly, as-sadiqun fi talabillahi azza wa jal. Kun ma'a as-sadiq fi talabillah. La takun ma'a al-mutadhabdhibi wa shakki fi Allah wa fi sifatillah wa fi talabihi lillah. Be with the one who is sure and truthful in his seeking of Allah azza wa jal. Don't waste your time by seeking the friendship and the companionship of those who are not truthful, who do not have truth inside of them. And Allah knows, and there are indicators of that. Those who inside of them do not sincerely seek him. Be in the company of those who are sadiqun, because when you are in the company of those who are truthful, you will learn to be, if you're not, you will learn to be truthful. Be with the liars, even if you're not a liar, you will most likely learn to be a liar. Be with the wicked, and you're not a wicked, most likely you will end up to be a wicked, or at least, Developing some characteristics of wickedness. Be with a person who is a glutton. And more likely or not, you will learn to be a glutton. Be with someone who is beautiful of character. Or strive to be beautiful in character. More likely you will develop that character. So Allah says, Kunu ma'asadiqeen. Be with those who are sadiqun. Sadiqun is plural of sadiq. Sadiq is the adjective from sadiq. And sadiq is that internal characteristic of honesty, of truthfulness, of transparency, of a person being the same internally and externally. The way he or she behaves equals the way he or she is inside. Positively, that is speaking. Kunu ma'a sadiqeen. fi aqwalihim wa fi afalihim wa fi ahwalihim. Those who are truthful in their words, they do not lie. They do not lie. Fi afalihim, they are truthful in their deeds. Their deeds, their actions, walhamdulillah, are free from the ailments such as ostentation, riyah, self-admiration, desire for fame. They do that for gaining more worldly interests 
to capitalize materialistically speaking in relationships. No sidq. If they smile, they don't smile because it's character. They smile because they're paid to smile. Sometimes we smile when we sell because if we don't do that, we're fired. Right? Good manners with the client, which is good to do. But if one is not like that, one smiles because the boss told me to smile. Otherwise, I won't smile. Simple example. That's not siddq. I do that because it should be inside of me, inherent to me. I am sadiq inside. I smile. Before I smiled, my heart smiled. Then it came. When I spoke a nice word, it was spoken in my heart before my tongue uttered it. Or when I spoke in, let's say, in a critical way, it was also in my heart and in my mind before I uttered it externally. And those are also truthful in our in our inner conditions. In our inner conditions that there is inside of us honesty and clarity and simplicity and um, cleanliness of our and purity of our intentions of our nawaya and also I could be sadiq in my um, in my generosity generosity a person who is generous of heart and externally generous a person who say هذا صادق في كرمه you can even say هذا صادق this person is sadiq, truthful in his generosity or in her generosity. Meaning that generosity is really, as you say, from the bottom of my heart. It's not for anything I expect from you. It doesn't matter. I did that truly for the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he loves that I do that. And I did that for that purpose. Or, for example, I acted compassionately. I acted compassionately, and the act of compassion or the feeling of the hal of compassion is highly desirable. And then some act in compassion not out of sidq. لَيْسُوا صَادِقِينَ فِي رَعْفَتِهِمْ وَفِي رِفْقِهِمْ وَفِي مَوَدَّتِهِمْ وَفِي رَحْمَتِهِمْ They're not truthful in that simply because of certain extenuating or material circumstances make them do that. Or they are kind one time and the next time they are totally the opposite under the same conditions, under the same conditions. That's one is not sadiq fi rahmatih, fi mawaddatih, fi ra'afatih, fi rifqih. Sadiq. Be, O you who believe, with those who are sadiqun. And our fellowship, our suhbah, inshallah ta'ala, is a suhbah, we pray, of the sadiqun. Those who strive to be in sadiq, at least, at least, to strive to be sadiq. To know that we lack sadiq, but to love to be sadiq, to want to be sadiq,
and to strive to be sadiq. And if we do, and we're around each other, even at that level, inshallah, there will be resonance. Because we're all in the same frequency or integer multiples of that frequency. And when you have integer multiples of the same frequency and with different strength, what will happen? That's what we call in the physics a resonance. And then that means the energy maximizes burst of energy. In other words, they build upon each other. They do not interact destructively. They interact constructively. Guess what? A burst of sidq from this fellowship. Allahumma ameen. So please remember that first. May this be the companionship of sidq. Sidq. And sidq ma wudia ala shayin illa qata'ah. Sadq is like a sword. If you lay it on anything, it will slice through it. Sadq. 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 And for as long as a person strives to be a sadiq and continues to be a sadiq until, as Rasulullah said in that meaning of the text, until Allah will record him within the loftiest spiritual creatures of his presence as a sadiq. Then that person will be known to the angels that person is a sadiq. And they all know him as a sadiq. In other words, what is your name amongst al-mala'ul a'la? This statement is mentioned sometimes by some of our awliya, rahimahullah ta'ala. Do you know what your name is amongst the angels? Depends on what is, what is it that you are known for amongst them. That person's name is, oh, his name is a Sadiq. His name is Al-Kareem. His name is a Shafi'i. His name is Al-Halim. His name is Al-Rahim. His name is Al-Jameel. How are you now? A person continues to strive to be sadiq. Remember, to strive to be sadiq until he will be known to Allah in the mala'ul a'la, in the higher loftier spiritual dimensions as the sadiq. And similarly, or in contradistinction to that, the hadith teaches us a person will billah, lives and continues to live his or her life yakdib the opposite of sadq. Until Ya Latif will be branded in the higher dimension with the name that the liar. The angels know his name, let's say, is whatever name it is, John or, or 
Shabir or Kada, but his name is or her name is the liar. Galatif. Or the greedy. Or the ruthless. Or the tyrannical. Or the unjust. Or the unkind. What is your name amongst al Malaul Ala? Says Allah May we be, <coughs> inshallah ta'ala, amongst the sadiqun. Says Allah <coughs> Excuse me, <coughs> also. <coughs> Excuse me, Afwan. Wasbir nafsaka. Ma'alladheena yad'oona rabbahum. Bilghadati wal'ashiyy. يريدون وجهه ولا تعد عيناك عنهم تريد زينة الحياة الدنيا ولا تطع من أغفلنا قلبه عن ذكرنا واتبع هواه وكان أمره فرطا Now in the spirit of this companionship واصبر نفسك you know, all, the, all of you know the word wasbir. Wasbir. Now, wasbir nafsaka. Nafsaka is an maf'ul bih. So, what is wasbir nafsaka? Wasbir nafsaka. It's not be patient here because it's isbir nafsaka. Because isbir al-an ta'adda ila maf'ul bih. So, what does it mean? Wasbir nafsaka. That means simply Make yourself present and available In the companionship of those who In other words, sometimes my nafs, your nafs, um, is not attracted to this and that and that person uh, because uh, you know, they're doing, you know, they're in dhikr, they're in dua, they're in salah, they're in ilm. Uh, they're not doing the fun things I like. Uh, they're, not, they're not fun. My nafs, perhaps, that's what it says. But if I am that mu'min, that believer, isbar nafsak. Make yourself available. Persevere patiently against that drive inside of you to stay away from them because of this and because of that and because of this and because of that and because of that. Reason this and reason that. No. And... By the way, this ayah is first intended to whom? Who knows? To Rasulullah sallallahu And by extension, of course, to the rest of us. Wasbir nafsaka. Wasbir nafsaka. Find that internal drive inside of you and say again no to the internal negative drives away from that. 
Do work from outside and bring it inside of you and undo the negative inclination of not being in the company of those who يَدْعُونَ رَبَّهُمْ بِالْغَدَاتِ وَالْعَشِيِّ who are invoking their Lord by morning and by afternoon and evening. That is those who are in Salah, those who are in Dhikr, those who are in Ilm as a form of Dhikr of Allah Azza wa I underline those who are seeking Ilm as a form of Dhikr and of Ibadah of Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala. وَصْبِرْ نَفْسَكَ مَعَ الَّذِينَ يَدْعُونَ رَبَّهُمْ بِالْغَدَاتِ وَالْعَشِيِّ Why do they do that? Their goal, their orientation, their desire, their will, their volition, their drive. يُرِيدُونَ وَجْهَةً They are murids. يُرِيدُونَ وَجْهَةً They are murids. And murid is what? اسم فاعل of أرادة he is or she is a murid, yuridu. Murid is arada, yuridu. And what is a murid? What does a murid want here? What is this murid wanting? Wajh Allah. Yuriduna wajh. The murid of Allah Azzawajal. The murid of the countenance of Allah Azzawajal. The murid of the wajh of Allah, the countenance of Allah, meaning also it means those who desire all means to lead to him, to his wajah, to his direction, to his orientation, subhanahu wa ta'ala, spiritually. They seek and they will and they desire that which leads them and guides them and orients them towards him, azza wa as Allah says, everyone has a direction and orientation they will take. You are free to choose. Take your orientation. These, what is their orientation? Allah Azza wa It's not a physical orientation, of course. It is a spiritual, mental and spiritual orientation those people like that be with them be with them and not only be with them make yourself patient and counter the drives inside of you that says other that say otherwise and that drag you away from that it takes work it takes work. This is sa'i. This is amal. Wasbir nafsaka ma'al ladhina yad'oona rabbahum. And Allah says yad'oon for the, again, the, you know, the, 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 the divine all-encompassing um, choice of words that Allah uses, chooses to use, he says, يدعون. and of course dua is, du and he, because dua has more than one meaning, and therefore it includes all of those. Dua is dua, dua is dhikr, dua is salah, so that all of that is included in that. Had he said salah, you may not understand the others. Had he said dhikr, you may not understand dua, some. But when he said dua, you understand all of these, all of the above. 
الذين يدعون ربهم يدعون ربهم بجميع أساليب الدعوة والدعاء لله سبحانه وتعالى الأساليب التي ترضيه عز وجل ويحبها ولا أنيس سبحانه وتعالى يريدون وجهه أنن ولا تعد عيناك عنهم للصحبة للسالوز that you should be with ولا تعد عيناك عنهم these are these are the seekers the murids of Allah عز وجل and what is there equal let alone greater than orienting oneself as a goal towards the goal that is all subsuming Allah Azza wa Jal everything else everything else physical and aphysical outside of Allah relative to Allah equals zero your goal is the infinite the divine and someone else his goal his goal is the trillions and that's still finite relative to infinity equals zero why would I seek the finite when I have the infinite so ولا تعد عيناك عنهم so these people are seeking the infinite so he says subhanahu wa ta'ala ولا تعد عيناك عنهم this beautiful metaphorical expression in which he says it says literally but metaphorically it has a beautiful other meaning that ولا تعد عيناك عنهم don't allow your eyes to look away from them you know you know don't look at anything else don't mind anything else when you're looking at them do not be attracted to anything else because elsewhere these are seeking the divine if you turn your gaze away from them and therefore the gaze of your heart the gaze of your mind the gaze of your thoughts the gaze of your drives your likes and so on if you turn your gaze away from that your attention in that sense and their orientation is the infinite and you're going to look to what what is it therefore that you're going to look at finite finite turidu zinat al-hayat al-dunya because when you took your gaze when you take your gaze away from them the only choice left is the created world and he says subhanahu wa ta'ala you by doing that you will be desiring this lower world the created world at the expense of the creator of the world and of course as you all know hafizakumullah Allah did not tell us literally not to live in the world no we live in the world we enjoy the world however in always consciousness and awareness of the creator of the world I live in the world but I'm not uh, I don't live for the world I live in the world but I'm of 
the other world. أعيش في الحياة الدنيا طالبا للآخرة. أعيش في الدنيا وأنا من أهل الآخرة لا من أهل الدنيا. This world, if I have anything of it legitimate and lawful and moral and ethical, it would be in my possession, not in my heart. I will own it. If it's in my heart, it owns me. And if you turn your gaze away from them, what else is available? The zina, the apparent, the apparent ornamentation of this world. Zina, it's only zina, it's not the reality. It's a makeup. Like when a person, a woman uses makeup, we call it as, you know, zina, azharat zinataha. That's a makeup. That's only, you know, skin deep, not even skin deep. That's just very, very shallow. So Allah calls this dunya, the glamours of this dunya, zinatul hayati dunya. Like a superficial makeup. That's not its reality. Turiduna zinatul hayati dunya. Wala tuta, I'm sorry. Wala ta'adu aynaka anhum. Turidu zinatul hayati dunya. The point by this is how Allah Azza wa Jal, subhanahu wa ta'ala, uh, exhorts us to be with the people of good suhbah. The people whose orientation is the divine, subhanahu wa ta'ala. They are very, very intelligent. And more than that, they should be very, very spiritually intelligent. Because they are able to see that which others are unable to see with their minds and with their souls. And a person who sees deeper with his mind or her mind, we say, is more intelligent. And a person who sees deeper with his or her heart is more spiritual and more spiritually intelligent. Be with those. وَلَا تَعْدُ عَيْنَاكَ عَنْهُمْ تُرِيدُ زِينَةَ الْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا وَلَا تُطِعْ مَنْ أَغْفَلْنَا قَلْبَهُ عَنْ ذِكْرِنَا And do not obey the one whose heart we made oblivious to our dhikr. A person, in other words, Allah Azza wa Jal gives us uh, an identifier by which we identify those whom we shall befriend and those whom we shall obey and take as our teachers. For example, do not obey the one whose heart we made distracted away, oblivious to our dhikr. In other words, a person not in dhikr of Allah through his or her tongue as a sign of dhikr of his heart. Keep away from them. In other words, keep away from them, meaning don't attach yourself to those. Don't build ties that are very strong with those, emotional or intellectual. Do not. 
Choose your companions very well. Choose your teachers very well. And thus, do not obey those whom you see to the best of your knowledge and ability whose heart is distracted away from the dhikr of Allah Azawajal. And if a heart is distracted, then the tongue is distracted. Sometimes the tongue is in dhikr, but the heart is not in dhikr. But one starts dhikr with the tongue because the heart at the point before starting said, go. Alhamdulillah, that's why dhikr with the tongue is acceptable because the original motive is inside. But better than that is the heart continues to be in dhikr with the tongue. وَلَا تُطِعْ مَنْ أَغْفَلْنَا قَلْبَهُ عَنْ ذِكْرِنَا And that also, my dear sisters and brothers, um, shows to me and to you what we need in our suhbah for it to be a blessed one, for it to be, inshallah ta'ala, a successful one, for it to be, inshallah ta'ala, one that is mubarakah, bi'idhnillahi ta'ala. Allah is giving us these instructions. وَلَا تُطِعْ مَنْ أَغْفَلْنَا قَلْبَهُ عَنْ ذِكْرِنَا وَاتَّبَعَ هَوَا وَكَانَ أَمْرُهُ فُرُطًا Nor shall we obey, nor shall we mingle with, nor shall we befriend in special ways those who follow their hawa. Hawa, our internal drives and inclinations that are inconsistent with the shara of Allah Azza wa Jal. أَفَرَأَيْتَ مَنِ اتَّخَذَ إِلَاهَهُ هَوَا وَأَضَلَّهُ اللَّهُ عَلَىٰ إِلْمٍ Al-hawa, therefore, hawa is the internal inclinations inside of us, intellectual, ideological, philosophical uh, drives inside of us that are inconsistent with what Allah loves, with the shara of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That is the external, most obvious measure by which we identify hawa. In my life, in the way I live, religiously or socially or secularly in the way I live, in every aspect of those, am I consistent with his shara or am I not? If I make choices regardless of what the shara says in accordance to the expert scholars, then I am a person who follows her hawa or his hawa. And Allah says, stay away from that too because what leads ultimately to human ruin and perdition is the following of our hawa. That is the following of our own drives and instructions inside of us despite the divine instructions. وَلَا تُطِعْ مَنْ أَخْفَلْنَا قَلْبَهُ عَنْ ذِكْرِنَا and follows his or her own internal suggestions and preferences and priorities and drives and likes and dislikes and opinions and ideas and so on. And that's the most dangerous thing. To commit a sin in disobeying Allah out of weakness in a physical sense like eating, things like that, think, think, we shouldn't. 
that is bad, that's a sin. But relative to disobeying Allah on the basis of hawa, on the basis of ideas and of principles, that's worse. Because shaitan, when he disobeyed Allah his disobedience was of hawa or shahwa? Was of hawa, not of shahwa, of e. Adam alayhi salam, Sayyiduna Adam alayhi salam disobeyed Allah on the basis of shahwa. That food, <laughs> the tree. That's a sin because it's the command of the divine. But relative to the disobedience and the sin of shaitan, it fades. And plus he repented. And shaitan did not repent because also when we violate the norms of the divine through hawa, when we have hawa, hawa usually tells you, you are right. And when you think you are right, there is no room for repentance. You don't, it doesn't occur to you to repent because you're right. Because it's an idea, it's a thought, it's a principle. It's a principle, I cannot give up a principle, an axiom. But when you disobey Allah on the basis of something you know is wrong, but you disobey him in that, you eat or kada or whatever, that's a sin. But it is, you are open, you know you have done wrong, so you're open to seek forgiveness and to repent. But hawa is more dangerous also because it is uh, an obstacle against tawbah. Very, very dangerous. And shaitan argued rationally. He said, how could I lay myself prostrate to something you created from clay and you created me from fire? So he reasoned, it's an idea, it's a thought, it's a, it's a, it's a mental construct that he was defending and he was arguing for. That's why he stood. His grounds were yeah, you he reasoned fire, clay, fire is more powerful than clay, fire burns dust, and I'm stronger, mightier, I'm this, I'm this, I'm this. And knowing that you created me that way, he, he of course he knows that God is, that God created him that way. He said, you created me this way, so how come now you order me to lay myself prostrate to this thing? It doesn't make sense to me. See, that's, it doesn't make sense to me. It's irrational to me. Was it irrational? That's a different issue. But he thought it was, he thought it was irrational. Don't follow those. And such a person, the matters of his life will be furuta. I think in this sense it means excessive. Excessive. People who follow their hawa will be led to excesses. They are excessive in the way they indulge until there is no limit. 
These are the signs that Allah gives us. And therefore, if you will, my dear brothers and sisters, also the elements that are important in a fellowship, the elements that are important in a companionship, the elements that are important in a suhbah, And then, إِنَّمَا يَخْشَ اللَّهَ مِنْ عِبَادِهِ الْعُلَمَاءُ Says Allah Azza wa Jal. إِنَّمَا يَخْشَ اللَّهَ مِنْ عِبَادِهِ الْعُلَمَاءُ Truly and verily. <coughs> Excuse me. We'll have reverent awe reverent or a w e reverent or for allah who will have reverent or for allah that khashiyah of allah azawajal that internal discomfort angst trepidation inside or reverent or inside of you from allah azawajal who will have that the man and women, the people of ilm. And this tells us already that number one, we do not worship Allah with ignorance. لا يخشون الله الجاهل لا يخشى الله أنا صلى الله سأل إنما يخشى الله من عباده العلماء بصيغة إنما هالتوكيد هذه أو الحصر that means بمفهوم المخالفة what does بمفهوم المخالفة imply if إنما يخشى الله من عباده العلماء بمفهوم المخالفة الجهلاء لا يخشون الله and therefore those who don't know those who are ignorant now ignorance is not necessarily somebody who doesn't know how to read and write ignorance is the ignorance properly defined يجهلون those who don't know the divine who don't know the message of the divine who don't know the relationship of the divine with his messengers and the messengers with the creatures who don't know they one could be a 3.9 IQ and with PhD here and PhD there but could be still jail if he doesn't know the source of his reality the source of his existence the source of his life like anything created relative to the creator is equal to zero because any magnitude divided by infinity equals zero. Similarly, any knowledge, any knowledge relative to the knowledge of the divine, if we do not have it at all, that knowledge relative to not having any knowledge of the divine is zero. La yanfa. 
علم لا ينفع knowledge does not benefit me because I will die and I will be resurrected and I will be held to account and it is either Jannah or Nar eternal bliss or eternal damnation either in the company of the divine or in the company of Iblis it's that simple it's that practical the equation of life and existence now if I spend my life learning everything I can and I want to learn and there are so so many things but I lived and died and I don't know my creator and I don't know the reason I am here for and I don't know what to expect when I die and I don't know the norms and the standards of living in this world what they are like and they should be like what do I know? you know the story I told you that before There's this young student just graduated from high school is in college is excited mashallah good did good in school and uh, and then and he goes to to the sea and uh, wanted to have to enjoy nature and he rented rented a boat with uh, with a fisherman you know those early days with that rowing boat not early days just i mean early days I mean like a few decades ago and then and then you know they're in the boat enjoy himself and then they started the conversation and he says to the fisherman hey do you know math Just math no I don't know math do you know how to count I don't know much do you know geometry I don't know geometry do you know some algebra no I don't know algebra they keep talking that. do you know some physics I don't know physics do you know some chemistry I don't know chemistry do you know some whatever other languages? I'm sorry, this is all I know. Every time he says to him, I don't know something, he says, oh man, you know, this part of your life is gone. You know, this part of your life is gone. This part of your life is gone. In meanwhile, while they are having this conversation and the boat is, is rowing, uh, the, the weather is changing. And after a while, the weather was, got really bad. And the sea began to be very tumultuous and, and wavy. And then the boat was really shaking. And the fisherman said to the young man, do you know how to swim? He says, no. He says, oh my God, all your life is gone. <laughs> how much do we know? Versus knowing him and about him as so. When there is ilm, true ilm, proper ilm, al-ilm al-nafi', when there is ilm, true ilm, there is khashya. The ilm that leads to khashya. Ilm, proper ilm, the correct ilm, leads to khashya. Therefore, therefore there is junk ilm junk knowledge like there is junk food you need food 
to survive and to grow physically. If you don't, you die. But if you eat some junk food, what will it do to you? It will contribute to more diseases, more diseases, and it will probably lead to a death. La qaddar Allah. Junk food. So there is junk knowledge. Junk knowledge is knowledge that is not consistent with the purpose for which, to which I was created. The life and the survival of my soul, of my mind, of my heart. There is knowledge that is necessary for that. And knowledge that is superfluous and knowledge that is junk. And some of us spend most of our time collecting junk food, junk knowledge. And when we leave this dunya, we are already dead spiritually and morally and ethically. إنما يخشى الله من عباده العلماء. And therefore, a majlis of ilm, a suhba of ilm with the purpose of ibadah with that ilm. With the purpose of ibadah with that ilm. With the purpose of applying and practicing that knowledge properly. That majlis of ilm is a desirable one. That majlis of ilm is ibadah itself. Ilm for amal. Innama yakshallaha min ibadihi al-ulama'u. Allahumma ja'alna minhum. May Allah help us be of those who do indeed seek that beneficial ilm that will develop and promote reverent awe in our hearts and minds for Allah Azawajal and therefore improves the quality of our lives. And about the quality of our lives, we will learn more as time will go on, inshallah ta'ala. We take our short recess here for about seven minutes and then we resume after that, inshallah ta'ala. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah.